0: I can invite you to hear this morning's scripture reading, which comes from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. John writes this Dear friends, let's love each other because love is from God, and everyone who loves is born from God and knows God. The person who doesn't love does not know God because God is love. This is how the love of God is revealed to us God has sent his only Son into the world so that we can live through him. This is love. It is not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as the sacrifice that deals with our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we also ought to love one, each other. No one has ever seen God. If we love each other, God remains in us and his love is made perfect in us. This is how we know we remain in him and he remains in us. Because he has given us a measure of his spirit, we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. If any of us confess that Jesus is God's Son, God remains in us, and we remain in God. We have known and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who remain in love remain in God, and God remains in them. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning, uh, just a quick note, we're going to be doing a shorter message, and then the children are going to share, the children's choir, what they have prepared for us as part of our message this morning. And so, in case I forget, I appreciate their hard work and the adults that have worked with them. Uh, Sean Galloway, April Ritchie's been there, and others. And so, um, I'm just looking forward to that. So, it's good to have you all here today. I want to begin with a story um, that talks a little bit about today's theme. It says, there were once two old farmers, their neighbors. They have a feud that's been running a few years. They haven't spoken to each other. The whole thing started over a cat. That should be the end of the story. Um. (laughs) The cat was astray, well, not to offend anyone that has a cat, I'm sorry. Um, The cat was astray, but both of the farmers began feeding the cat and then claimed it as their own. From there, everything went downhill. The neighbors quit talking to each other. The grudge escalated to the point where one of them dug a ditch in order to reroute a spring and make sure that it divided the property line. One day, a carpenter came through the area looking for work. He knocked on the door of one of the farms, and the farmer said, well, if he's going to try and divide us with that ditch, I might as well finish the job. I don't even have to look at him. So he asked the carpenter to build a fence all the way across the property, a nice, big, tall fence. The carpenter said, okay, I could do that, but it'll take a lot more wood. So the farmer went to town to buy more wood, and the carpenter started working with the wood in the shed, and the farmer came driving back down the road to his home. But instead, as he looked across the field, he didn't see a fence, but he saw that the carpenter had built a bridge across the creek. And there across the bridge, his neighbor came walking toward him with a hand outstretched and a big sheepish grin on his face, saying, You're a brave man, and I didn't think you'd want to hear the sound of my voice again. Can you forgive me? The first farmer was surprised as he reached out to shake his neighbor's hand, and then he found himself saying, I knew it was your cat. So, it's better when the love of God causes us to build bridges, rather than put up walls between ourselves and others. And so this morning we're talking and thinking about how Jesus is an act of love in the work of God that God has, has done as he sent to us his son. And so, as tradition during the season of Advent, on the fourth Sunday of Lent, or of Advent, good grief, let's jump ahead, um, of Advent, for us to prepare for Christmas by recognizing and remembering the love of God as we light the fourth candle on the Advent wreath. And so, this morning, we're going to remember how we find love in this season of, love, of Advent and of how that love is discovered, and it is what helps us to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So as part of our Advent season, we've looked at some of the characters of the nativity story, the shepherds and the angels. We've talked about Zachariah and Elizabeth. We've talked about Elizabeth and Mary and their interaction. We've talked about Simeon and Anna. We've seen how each of these people have helped us to to frame or to find the, the different attributes or things that we lift up as we light the Advent wreath, whether that is hope or whether it is peace or whether it is joy. And then today we're going to pause and we're going to think about how the Magi help us to see and help us to envision and help us to think about how God gave us love in the person of Jesus Christ. This is one of my favorite pictures of the Magi. I don't know why, I just think it's a good one. Um, they just look like the great explorers, you know, camels blazing, got the train behind them. Um, and, and the story of the Magi, if you go and if you read in the Gospels, the Magi are only found in the Gospel of Matthew. So if you're reading Luke's Gospel by itself and you're looking at your nativity set and you think things aren't really right, you're right. Things aren't really right because the Magi aren't in there. Of course, if you're going to read Matthew's gospel and look at your nativity set, you're going to wonder what happened to the shepherds. And so by bringing both gospel stories together, we're able to see and get a full picture of what God is doing in the birth of Jesus and how God used different people, people from different, um, socio, from different um, you know, lines of employment as well as different lands in order to glorify and to point out who Jesus Christ was that was born there in the manger of Bethlehem. And so in Matthew 2, after it talks a little bit about the the Magi, you can read in prior verses to this about the Magi. It says, um, the Magi had, had visited King Herod, and they went and looked. The star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with Mary his mother. Falling to their knees, they honored him. Then they opened their treasure chests and presented him with gifts of gold and of frankincense. End of myrrh. So here's what Matthew's gospel tells us, is basically these verses. I mean, there's a little more in, in setting it up, but not much more. The Magi have come from the east. They followed the star. They appear before King Herod to find out where the newborn king of the Jews was. We know that the angel later warns them in a dream not to return to Herod, to tell him where they find the baby. So they return home, and the scripture says, and I quote by another way, Everything else we know about the Magi comes to us from tradition. And so I have a number of books at my house that, that, you know, are fictional books about the Magi and tell their story. And, you know, quite honestly, I try and read them most Advent seasons. Um because they're not very long, and and what they do, though, is they help to present a story for something we really can't explain or understand, because we don't know all the facts, and we're people that like facts, don't we? We like to know the backstory. We like to know what happened. We like to know everything that came into it, but really all we know from the east, three kings or astronomers or astrologers, whatever you want to say, and they went, and they worshiped the newborn king. But see, friends, as we think about them today, I want you to remember that they play a crucial role in helping us to discover and helping us to remember how they help us to find the love of God in this season. Now, I know if you go and you read Matthew chapter 2 and you're looking for the word love, guess what? You're not going to find it. Because there's nothing in Matthew's gospel in in terms of the magi that tells us about the love of God that we see in Jesus Christ through their story. They bow down and worship him. They kneel down and worship him. They present to him these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But where God helps us to really encapsulate and to think about how God is love in the person of Jesus is in the fact of who the magi were. Because if you think about it, in times then, in in biblical times, in the time of Jesus' birth, the Magi, while while coming to visit, they weren't VIPs. In Israel, they were not part of the Sanhedrin. They were not part of the Pharisees. They were not any official in any Jewish court or even any Roman court. And so really they were nobodies who God chose to be the first non-Jewish witnesses of Jesus Christ in this world. And so these are Gentiles. These are people that if you read the Old Testament, it talks about how uh, the Jewish people were to live in relationship with God in a sinless way, in a way that, that they um, could, could always be clean in order to present themselves before God to offer their worship and their praise. And the scripture tells us time and time again that part of that was for them to separate themselves from the Gentiles. But yet, in the story of the Magi, we, receive, we read how these Gentiles disrupted their lives. How they left whatever families they had, whatever um, you know, career. I mean, I, I assume they were wealthy. They spent their own money on this journey to find out what this star over Bethlehem was. And in them arriving at Jesus Christ, we discovered the depth of God's love. Because God sent Jesus to all people. And so in the Magi, we are reminded and we see how God's love is embodied. We are reminded of the covenant that God chooses to live out with the people of Israel. And then we're reminded how in Jesus, God chose to embody that love with Israel and to bring everyone else into it. And so in John 4, which is the scripture we read just a few minutes ago, what jumps out to us, Is that John says that true love, the only true love we know is the love that is sent to us by God through the sending of his son Jesus. Did you catch the verse where it says it doesn't matter how you love other people? Now I'm saying we have to love other people. That's part of of how we, we model and share the love of Christ with others. But it says to us that it's given to us in full because of God's act. This means that all of the love that God has for you, which is unmeasurable and and uncontainable, will always be there for you. And that God doesn't hinge the amount of love that he offers to you on the way that you show it to others in return. See, God loves irregardless of our response, but what does God also tell us? To love others as I've loved you. That's what we're reminded of this fourth Sunday of Advent. As we light the candle that completes our circle, that in Jesus Christ we find hope, in Jesus Christ we find peace, in Jesus Christ we find joy, and in Jesus Christ we find love, because God does, has, and always will love us.